Cash Flow Diary Podcast, episode 504. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cash Flow Diary Podcast, the podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because we are going to talk about what I would say for all of us out there, building businesses, making things happen, growing your cash flow. One of the things that you're going to realize is that you can't do it all. And because you can't do it all, you have a requirement. There's a skill set that is necessary for all of us to develop, whether you think you need to, want to, like it or not, it's a part of your journey. Well, what am I talking about? Of course, I am talking about your ability to communicate, spread that vision, communicate that vision, influence other people to do certain things, because here's what it comes down to. If you want to make a sale, guess what? That's a method of influencing. And then believe it or not, you say, well, Jay, I don't talk to my customers. My team does that. Cool. Well, guess what? You have to now influence your team, which in some respects I could say is even more difficult. Well, today we have an individual who literally invests her time training Teams, and now when I say teams, think Fortune 500 companies and major brands, brands that you have heard of, like a Coca-Cola, GE, General Mills, and more on how to make this happen. And one of the things that she's going to share with you and I today is how to communicate with influence Monday to Monday. Now, I'm looking forward to understanding Monday to Monday, but I also want to know about the woman behind the mission. So... I am, of course, talking about Stacey Hunky, and if you have seen her on TV or heard of her before, then you already know that you're in for a treat. But for those of you being introduced for the first time, let's make sure that we give her some of that attention. You know that attention? Not the attention you paid in school, but the attention when you knew you could get something out of something. That's what we're talking about today. So even though you're walking even though you're working out, even though you're washing the dishes, I know that you're listening. Be prepared to take some notes and make this happen. Help me welcome Stacy Hunky. Stacy, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. That was a pretty good intro. You've got some influence right below that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yes, this is going. I, you know, uh, I am actually excited to to have this conversation with you because uh, I think. You know, there are times where I, 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 I mean, I, I, and I tell this to everybody, but there are times where whoever I'm interviewing, it's more about for me than it is really for the audience sometimes. Sure. And this could kind of be one of those. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> but before I get we'll too deep, before I get too deep, um, what I want, uh, what I want to do is I want to ask you the same question I tend to ask everybody the first time they're here. You ready? Okay. All right. 
I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes, you know, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, etc. Because I right. think entrepreneurs and superheroes have a ton of things in common. For example, uh, occasionally I can envision myself as an entrepreneur going around town, using our products and services, saving our customers one sale at a time. And yes, maybe I am wearing a cape and tights at that moment. Also, though, like a superhero, um, an, an entrepreneur has a beginning. You know, if you think about, say, Spider-Man, for example, there was a time where he was just a kid going to school, doing his thing. Nothing really special about that. He was taking some photos, but then one day he gets bit by a spider, discovers that he's got a special superhuman ability, and he gets to choose whether to use it for good or for evil. So my question to you is as follows. Before you know, being recognized as one of the National Speaker Association's top six under 40 before, you know, working, like I said, with, you know, you know FedEx, Kohl's, McDonald's, before uh, being a, a keynote speaker and, and mentor to C-suite executives, before all the things that we know you for today, even your number one bestseller, yes, you can, even before all your books and everything that people know you for today, what we want to know is, who is Stacey Hunky? How much time do you have? <laughs> Go for it. This is going to be great. <laughs> no, you know, I'm going to just make it really simple because it, you know, I come from a pretty humble background and the goal was never really to start my own business. It was one of those things where out of college, I was very fortunate. I landed some big jobs. I was always in learning and development, which meant I would train on every possible topic. So really got my feet wet. But one thing I noticed that no matter what topic I would be training on, whether it was you know, leadership, very broad topic, customer service, time management, whatever it was, what I realized is it, it doesn't matter how smart you are if you don't have the ability to communicate a message that someone understands. And then if you cannot respect of how people experience you when you interact with them. Like it really, to me, it was just basic 101, which is so common sense. I'm sure you can relate to this, you know, owning your company as well, but it's not common practice. I was intrigued with this whole idea of body language very early on in my career because I, I, I could never understand, and sometimes I still struggle with some of the clients we work with, how can you be executing a behavior, yet you have no clue you're doing it? How can we feel different when we're communicating rather than what everyone else sometimes around us experiences? Therefore, I started to really dabble into it. And I was I was fortunate. I was fortunate. I landed some company opportunities that it really coached me and, and developed my ability to coach and to deliver presentations. So I did that for a number of years until 16 years ago. We just turned 16 this year. And I say we because there's a whole team of me that that delivers our work. But it, it really is out of, you know, I know this is all about cash flow, right? That's kind of where it started. But now, easily the first five, 10 years into the business, I started to realize I am on a mission to just really help people to realize your, your products can sell for themselves, your services. It still, though, comes down to the experience your internal and your external clients have of you that really determines the money in your pocket. And eventually, if it hasn't happened yet, and you're thinking, you know, because I've, I've worked with clients that will say, well, no, you know, our products speak for themselves and we're super successful. I really believe maybe that's a good run, but eventually that's going to catch up with you. You've got to be able to have impact, to drive people to trust you, to make sure they want to act on your recommendation. Now, this 
is exactly what I was hoping for. I knew it. <laughs> I had, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be so great. But before I get too excited about the things that I want to talk about, I have to dig into, I mean, when you said what you re- re- respect how people experience you, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. Because right. I, I want to know more about that. But before we get into that, I got to know, like, did you just wake up one day and go, you know what? I- I'm going to be... Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a a world renowned trainer, influencer, author, speaker. I mean, how how do, what's the journey? How did you just go? How did that happen? What was the, yeah. the process like? I I was fortunate. I was very young in my career and was brought into an association. We would hire speakers. So I was okay. similar to a meeting planner and an MC. I would hire the speakers, then I would introduce them for our big events. I simply started to hang on to their shirt tails. Mm. I, I liked the impact and the way that they would connect and engage with people. Again, there's, there's that piece of me that just, I want to be able to help. I didn't know. I had no idea what my topic would be. And I thought, well, if nothing else, I'm just going to learn the business and see if it is something that I want to do. Long story short, after several career stops, meaning different corporations that I worked with, what was starting to happen are the opportunities that I were given to do the MC work that I did and kicking off events. Suddenly about four or five years after that, I was long gone. I was at another company. Those clients started to reach out and they would simply say, Hey, you know, what are you doing now? We need a speaker. Would you be interested in speaking at our conference? So it started off slowly. (laughs) And when that happened, I was still working the corporate world, large corporations doing their training development. So I would, I would take my sick days or I would take vacation days to dabble into this idea of, well, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. And then it literally got to the point where I ran out of personal days. (laughs) I ran out (laughs) of sick days and I thought, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I told you when we first started this call, I live in Chicago. There's a Starbucks everywhere. I really thought, I mean, I was pretty young. I really thought I didn't have a family. I had no other commitment than myself. Worst case scenario, if it didn't work out, I would always work at a Starbucks. That's really where my (laughs) thinking was. I also was in the mindset, right, wrong, or different. I I didn't want to be, whatever reason the age was 60, that always popped in my head. I didn't want to be 60 years old and saying I should have done it. I think that there's a piece of it, maybe you can relate to this, that I was young, I was ignorant, I knew no different. And I thought, ah, what's the worst case scenario? I'll get another job. I really did wait though. I had six months of clients waiting. And I also knew if I could, just through how I interact, how I build those relationships in six months, there was a strong chance I could continue to work with those folks. And and that transition out of corporate world and going out on my own, being really pretty clueless at the time, I, I realized even more the impact of how my clients experienced me, whether it was over the phone for the first time, whether it was the whole working process leading up to their event that would allow me to keep building the relationship so that I wouldn't have to go back to corporate world. Okay, so I've got a lot here and I'm very excited. First of all, let's uh, give a big thumbs up for the Starbucks backup plan. I love it. Uh, because exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. Some days it's still my backup plan. You're like, yeah, oh man, breach. I know all about you. are like, I'm just, I want the simpler life. I'm just going to work at Starbucks. Some days, yeah. yes. I can totally relate to the I, I should have done it. 
because that uh, a friend of mine once said, you know, his definition of hell was simply to meet the man he could have been. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that, that's powerful. Ah, that would be very challenging for me. I, I and and that's re- I, I so I can relate to that feeling one hundred percent. But that's exactly where I think a number in the audience are. You know, maybe they have a latent talent or their 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 business is waiting for them to step into the greatness that they were born to be. So I, I have to ask, where did you get the the courage to to make it happen? Because I know some of them are playing this same conversation in their head right now, Stacey, and they're counting on you to set them free. Yeah, you know, and it just, again, everyone's at different places in their life, whether it's with family, personal finances. I really did have the mentality of I didn't want to look back. I also knew I had a decent track record that truly, if it wasn't going to work out being on my own, I would get another job. I, I just, my, my connections were so strong. And I think that was a huge piece too, prior to leading up to making the big leap out of corporate world was my, my father always ingrained in us, you know, be kind to everyone. You never know when you need them. You just keep meeting people, keep connected with people. And that was really the saving piece that felt like the parachute, that the safety net. That if it didn't work, I had enough contacts that someone would be able to help me out. And I think for your listeners, to me, it's how long are you going to sit and negate it? Mm. How long are you going to sit and try to figure it out? I also knew that when I was in corporate world and I was building the business for that six-month net of clientele, I gave myself a year. Now, now that's probably ultra-conservative compared to maybe some individuals you've had on your show. (laughs) But I knew that if I had a date of, I don't know, July 1st, if I didn't have that date on the calendar, I I sometimes wonder if I'd still be sitting in that corporate environment. Mm. Because what's not on the calendar, you're never going to do it. You've got nothing to track to make sure, are you in line with where you're going to be going? Otherwise, you're, you're, every day is the tomorrow, tomorrow, yep. someday. And both some the someday concept, that never even happens. Yep, yep. 100%. I, 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 I was uh, taught the, the phrase, uh, what doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. Uh, we be- didn't have to do it. <laughs> we you just got don't. It. Why do you think we've got calendars everywhere in our life? You know, sometimes I, I think I should be a, a calendar manufacturer because they got it like built in, <laughs> you know, residual income coming up. Anyway, it, I digress. I digress. Now, you, you mentioned something earlier that I have got to really understand the distinctions that you're making because I can tell that it means something different than just the words uh, or at least the way that I currently understand it. I, I want to know what you mean when you say uh, respect how your client or your people. In fact, I think you said that we have internal and external clients. So mm-hmm. I want to understand that. But uh, as it relates to respect how they experience you, please expound. I must know. Mm-hmm. Well, you totally, we all get to choose the reputation that we want to create for ourselves every day. And we make that choice by how do we show up? Are you prepared? Oh, mm. Do you come across as you want to be there? Mm. Does your nonverbal communication emphasize that you really believe the recommendation you're giving those listeners is what you believe? Or are you saying one thing through your words and your body language is completely contradicting? When that last option happens, people start doubting. You you start to get people to question who really are you and what are you bringing to the table? 
And I really do, you know, every day we get to choose, what do you want people saying behind your back? That to me is a lot of times reputation. Usually the reputation you create is what people are saying behind your back, unless you really are getting people that are honest with you with the feedback. Most of the time, feedback is flawed. We, we go around life and everyone tells us how great we are and how good we are, which that works if they're backing that up with specifics of how good and great you are. That's what I mean by, God, you owe it. You know, I, I look at what we're doing here today. Mm. I, I could be just kind of lazy. You could tell it in my <laughs> voice. I, I barely give you any information. That's my choice and that's how I'm going to show up. Uh, and I see it. I see it all the time that when we start working closely with people who are in this, these very prestigious leadership roles, sometimes they go into this mindset of, I've worked hard to be here. I've been told how great I am. They don't even realize that that body language, that tone of voice, the words they're choosing, that still needs to be a focus no matter how experienced they are if they want to create a reputation that they're proud of. Right. which usually is tied to influence. You know, what? what's funny is that I've, I've there have been times where a potential guest is uh, scheduled to have an interview here, and um, they're like, well, can I just do it for my cell phone? Or I, I'm, I'm in the airport. Is that okay? And I'm like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> you don't understand the quality of right. the audio. That's all we've got. If you mm-hmm. actually want your message to be heard, them hearing the the air the sound of an airport or the quality of a of a cell phone connection isn't gonna cut it because th- this is all you got the the tone the timber the rate of speech all of these things these are things that y- you must be paying attention to in this particular format. So I, I guess it's a long way of of saying when it comes to the word influence. You know, today it, it can mean many different things. I'm, I'm curious. You, this is your world, so yes. you know, break it down. You know, what what does it what does it mean when Stacy says it? All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and I'm glad that you are enjoying what you are hearing thus far. But here's one of the things that's really important. One of the most important things that you can do as get started. One of the things that I've said before, and I say again, once you get started, stay started. But more importantly, there can be Lots of roadblocks to getting started. So what we're going to do is we're going to remove one of those roadblocks for you and make it a little bit easier. Because the thing that I don't want to stop you is thinking, do I need a local number? How about a long distance number? Or should it be 800? How on earth am I going to make that happen so that people can contact me as I'm out there building my business, making my cash flow grow? But most importantly, understanding that it doesn't have to be difficult. Many of you may know, but if you don't, there's a company out there by the name of Grasshopper. And what I want you to do is I want you to go over to trygrasshopper.com forward slash cash flow diary. Grasshopper is the entrepreneur's phone system. It works like a traditional phone system, but requires no hardware to purchase, no software to install. It's just a number that flat works. So if you are out there building that distributed workforce across many different locations, it's a way for you to still go out there and make your number be unified simple easy to use something we've been using for quite some time so again go over to trygrasshopper.com forward slash cash flow diary now let's get back to the rest of the story 
Yeah, that's important because everyone does. I find everyone defines it differently, and that's fine. You just be clear. Be clear in the direction you want to go. Please. Where, where our definition <laughs> I'm comes from. I'm begging for clarity right, right now. Exactly. Where my definition comes from, because I don't want you or your listeners to be thinking, where does she come off coming up with her own thing? I mean, keep in mind, this is 16 years of research. And the second book, Influence Redefined, came out last February 2017. And that was a good three and a half, four year work in progress. And I, I took that long because I really did want to figure it out through interviews with top leaders, through research. Why do people think they're influential? Why are some truly influential? Why are they not? I want to talk about the misperception first will be like two sentences. Here's what it's not. Influence does not mean you turn it on and you turn it off. You have a big sales pitch, a big client meeting, and suddenly you're going to put on the best of the best. Here's what influence is, that your body language and your messaging, they are consistent Monday to Monday. This prevents people from guessing who's going to show up every time they interact with you. That, that's the first part. <laughs> The second part to influence, and this goes to, you know, you growing your podcast show. I mean, you have influence on people, not just during the show, but what are you going to do to keep getting them to come back? Influence means that you've got this ability to move people to take action long after the interaction has occurred. I don't want to have influence on your, your listeners for this short time frame we have together. It's rather, I want to be able to influence them three months from now three years from now. And I think when it comes to cash flow, what I've learned over the 16 years is it's hard to get a brand new client. We all know that. It's, it's a lot of grind. Once you get that client, you do everything in your power to keep them. And that is influence. You know, a lot of our clientele, our top, our longest one is going on 11 years with us. Nice. That's a long time. But to me, that again is influence. It's it's what are you doing every day, every week, every interaction with that individual to get them to see the consistency of the trust, the believability to be always influencing them that when they need you and maybe they don't need you today, maybe they don't need you the rest of this year. But what happens when they need you in three months? It's you, I think, that you want them to think of. And that all ties to cash flow. Totally. Now. You you said it, and now, so therefore, I must ask, Monday to Monday? Right. Now, I'm going to clarify that because, you know, initially people, I hear the tone in your voice. People say to me, oh, I've got to relax. Here's what I mean by Monday to Monday. When I talk about influence, there's several influence skills that we teach uh -huh. around body language. One an example is, I'm going to give a real basic one, is this idea of brevity, getting to the point, clarity. Well, if I, all weekend long hanging out with friends and family, was rambling, using a lot of so, like, you know, actually taking forever to get to the point. <laughs> suddenly, a Monday morning, I hop on this interview with you and I suddenly just stop it. There's no way I can do it. I want you to think of like a golfer. However, the golfer, whatever the athlete, what they specialize in, however they practice Monday to Wednesday is how they're going to perform on Thursday. The difference with us is every day in corporate world, we are game day. Hmm. And it's consciously throughout today, a phone conversation, a hallway conversation back at the office, a lunch with a colleague. You're thinking about not just what you're saying, 
But are your words consistent with what your eyes are communicating, with your tone, your voice, your gestures, all of that being your body language? That's what I mean Monday to Monday. And I'm going to give you another example of this. This was oh, maybe a year ago already. Mm-hmm. I'm at getting ready to present at a conference. It's their national sales conference. It's a big deal. They, they pull their folks out of the sales field for a full week to develop them. I'm sitting in this big hotel conference room. Conference lights are on. Round tables. I have the CEO on my left or my right, I forget. And the CFO is on my right. Well, the CEO, he gets to the front of the stage. He kicks off the conference. He's talking about how critical it is that they pulled everyone out of the field. And the entire time he's trying to motivate them and tell them how critical their development is, the CFO is on her phone the entire time. Mm. Now it gets better. He gets off stage. She goes up. She takes the mic. She talks about how critical it is for everyone's development. It is so critical. Shut off your phones. (laughs) Okay. I yeah. know everyone saw us because we're smack dab in the front of the conference room and all the lights are on. That's what I mean Monday to Monday. And I see a lot of, I see That's it slip funny. a lot where I'll be watching or observing a leader in a meeting telling his or her team one message. The meeting ends. Then I hear him around his peers or her peers with a different message. Right. You've got to be careful because and I think at any time, whether you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, whatever your role is, the higher that role becomes, meaning more impact, more visible, the camera is always on. People are always watching you because the greater your cash flow, a lot of times we want to figure out how did you do that? How do you behave? Because I want to learn that if that's going to put more cash in my pocket, we have to be careful. People are watching us. Yet again, we go back to where we started this call. You get to determine what they see. So, okay, this is good. All right, so here, here's me. Here's a bit of me, Stacy, right now. Okay. All right. Um, I in be be we'll call it before being an entrepreneur. Sure, maybe I did actually wear you know a suit. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, before I, I I took the time to to do the 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 shave thing, all this other stuff. Now, when I go speak on a stage or something, yes, I'll I'll take the time and and whatnot. But for sure. the most part, I'm a jeans and t-shirts kind of person, and that's how I show up everywhere. I don't and and. I'm I'm saying this because in the space that I play, in the real estate space, in the money space, there are very few individuals who um, look like me, let alone dress the way that I do. And I'm not what they're expecting, but I'm still being me all the way through all the time. The challenge Mm -hmm. is I can also be very intense. <laughs> so I've been told, right. but I'm always intense. It's like, yeah. it's never not intense. So I- I'm curious when you're talking with an entrepreneur who feels like, cause when you say the camera's always on, I'm like, yep, it, it sure is. I know some people went, well, that means I got to dress up all the time. I got to be this other thing all the time. That sounds like a whole bunch of work. And I never want people to, 
see me, blah, blah, blah. But no, you, you can find me at almost any Starbucks wearing my same hoodie that I wore on the last live stream. And yes, maybe I, my head is not completely shaved as normal and definitely not my face because I just didn't feel like it. And I never, and, and when I do, I do. When I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. Could you help us understand yeah. what you really mean there? And I know I'm not the image consultant, right? I understood. Thank you. You, you definitely got to choose that. Oh, yeah. What I'm talking about is how people experience you through the communication. Got it. So I talk a lot about the whole nonverbal, the verbal. And, and, and I think you've, you're making a really good point. I'll give you, you know, our brand. You've obviously seen it on our website. Everything is red. I love red. I you live must. in red. Are there times <laughs> I don't wear red? Of course, there's times I don't wear red. But you, you'll, you'll kind of get my edginess. I'm, I'm a little bit of an in people's faces. Mm-hmm. I also know that if I'm in an, in front of a group or maybe I'm trying to pitch and grow my cash flow to someone or a company, I really am sensitive to reading. If I if I go a little too edgy like I typically do, it will totally disrupt that reputation I want them to create of me. So I might back off a little bit. Mm. But they still get me. Mm. So th- this is, I think this is another la- layer. I feel like we're talking <laughs> layers all of a sudden. This idea of consistency sits right below. And right above that, once you get the consistency of you are always having brevity, you always look people dead in the eye to build the trust when you talk. The next level is the adaptability. So go, go back to the golf game. Mm. You'll learn the golf skills, the core skills. This is why I think golf is so hard. The top part is adapting your skills, the techniques you've learned to the golf course, to the challenges on the golf course, Hmm. and to your opponent. Hmm. Interesting. I I like it because uh, what it simply says, I mean, when I hear that, I go, okay, so what you're really saying is the learning's never done. Yay. Correct. Correct. (laughs) And I always tease individuals, whether they hang out with me and my team, read the book, whatever it is, that's not going to cut it. You you physically have to go out and do it. And that's why I think the idea of having influence Monday to Monday, it's very common sense. People know that they should get to the point. They should look at people when they talk. We all know that. It's not common practice. Anything that takes muscle memory is tough to do. And you really, you need to be the conscious effort. I I challenge our listeners today. Mm -hmm. It's the conscious effort of when you're on that next call, when someone catches you totally off guard, your content, give some thoughts to how you're behaving and how they're responding to that. So let me, let me ask a question. Um, when it comes down to it, uh, there's a number of people who are, are probably still trying to figure it out. They're at the beginning of this, of, of building their influence. Mm-hmm. And so is there a, I don't know, a wrong way to do it? Like, uh, how, how do you, if someone was starting today and was like, Yo, okay, Stacey, I, I believe you, I'm in. Right. Uh, I've got my, I've got to build my influence. What do I do? And I, you know, they're, they're pretend that they're coming from the corporate world or they're just like, this is their first thing. They're like, who's going to listen to me? I mean, I, I know that's the thought in their head, mm-hmm. but yet they've got something to say. Uh, how does it start? Yeah. I really go and I'm just playing off of what I know. Right. And I still do these two methods. If there's only two steps, 
that your listeners take, Mm -hmm. it's first and foremost, you need to start to experience yourself through the eyes and ears of your listeners. The only way I know how to do that is through our smartphones, audio or video record yourself. <laughs> I can just mentally hear somebody quitting right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. That just totally ended your podcast. <laughs> right. They're like, Oh no, they're I done. am not doing that. You know, we joke about it. I, there really is no way. Anytime that I work with someone one-on-one and I'm there to really enhance their influence, whatever that looks like to them, the first thing I do is you've, you've got to experience it first because I can tell you what I think. Then that's just hot air. You've got to experience those. That would be the first step. Now, the good news, we've got smartphones with video and audio capability. You easily can do it. Yep. The second is truly finding someone in your personal life, your professional life. It's good to get it from both areas of your life to really give you constructive feedback. To really tell you the truth of how do you come across what works for you. We can't forget that part. You've got to keep growing what already works for your style, your brand, your personality. And then they're also upfront with telling you what creates distractions. What do you do or what do you say that can make it difficult for someone to stay with you? Interesting. Well, when you say that, though, sometimes some, someone could interpret that as, well, if I challenge people, they're not going to want to stay with me, so to speak. Uh, they, they're going to run away. So I have to be unnecessarily nice, even if it's not necessarily what's going to help them move forward. And I, and I disagree with that because I think you still, it, it's, it goes deeper than that, that you can mm. still be very direct and mm-hmm. to the point, yet the way you come across, again, it goes back to the body language, that your body language complements your directness, that it doesn't come across as sharp. I'm going to just demonstrate this for a moment, put it into light. Yes. If I were to say to you, say, just answer that question, this probably wouldn't have came across effective if I would have said, why would you say that? I totally disagree with that. That's not even right. <laughs> it's totally uh, different, right? We would be in a different direction right now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you me. And you can't even see my, my face right now. I see my, my reflection in my laptop screen and I was frowning. And when I said that it, it's, it's so powerful, that experience. I'll give you another example. If you've ever been to a networking event <laughs> and the person perhaps that you're talking to, you're thinking, Oh, how do I get out of this one? And you start, you start looking around the room and you tend to human behavior. We tend to look for where are they having some fun? Hmm. What kind of pulls us in? And, and you don't even, you have no idea what they're talking about. Hmm. What are you looking for though? In You're escape? looking for the probably the facial expressions, ah. the response of people around them. So that's why I really believe that. You watch, watch, I challenge your listeners to watch anyone, perhaps in their personal life or in their corporate world, wherever they're at, watch someone who they perceive as has this leadership role, someone that they can trust. Watch how they interact with people. 
Yeah. You know what's funny? As I'm sitting here thinking about this. Uh, I'm I'm actually kind of glad like my wife can't hear this just yet because she's always telling me, <laughs> you know, I can't hear what you're saying because your face is too loud. And I'm oh, like, does she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm like, I, I mean, I know what she means now, but yes. man. Yeah. I like her. You're... Yeah, I think about too. I, I practice what I preach. My family knows me best and I cannot tell a lie. And they know if they happen to be on a call with me and I'm trying to fake it, that I'm not having such a great day, they'll totally call it out. And they'll say, I, I can hear it. You know, I'm not telling them that I'm not having a good day, but they can hear it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally hear you. Totally. I, I get it 100%. Now, for those that have been listening this far and are wanting to take this further for themselves, uh, what, what's going to be the best way for them to, to reach out to you? Go to our website place of tons of resources that they get to pick and choose what works best for them. It's Stacy with an E-Y, H-A-N-K-E-I-N-C.com. Excellent. Now, as we wind down, I've got a final question for you that I'm curious to hear your answer on, um, especially for those that are have already been in business for a while, but we'll see how it goes. So um, let, let's, for, for a moment now, let's pretend that, you know, someone who's been listening they're they're like you know what i'm, I'm in stacy i I'm, I'm following you i'm gonna make this thing happen they're at what i like to call the precipice of decision uh, in fact if they're brand new they're they're standing in front of the superhero outfit store they are ready to pick out their cape and tights <laughs> they're gonna make this thing happen uh... however you know like i know stacy that when we reach these moments of decision Often we have a companion and that companion comes in the form of a voice and that voice, it reminds us of how it didn't work last time. And oh my God, you, someone's going to listen to you. You think you're going to actually lead people somewhere? No one's going to buy anything from you. You have literally no influence. Oh my gosh, you got lucky. There's no way. It reminds us of all the reason why it won't work. And for some people, they're actually related to that voice. So my question (laughs) to you is as follows. Let's pretend that this time, they're actually going to do what you say. They're going to follow through and they're going to follow through in the next 24 to 48 hours. So Stacy, what do they do? The very first thing truly is the video and audio. I think that's the best advice I can give in the time that we've spent. You get the experience because you might be pleasantly surprised truly of how you come across rather than what you believe to be true. Do that first. Second, know that it's going to be hard work and it's because it's all muscle memory. It's going to take work. So make the commitment to getting comfortable being uncomfortable. The more uncomfortable you are through this whole process of growing your influence, the quicker your awareness increases. Notice I didn't say the quicker you become influential because you, you had made a comment earlier. This is a lifelong process. The idea is that when you're creating a message, or an experience for your listeners that is really tough for them to listen to, at least now you're aware of it and you can make that switch on the fly. And number three, focus, focus, focus. When that craziness goes on in our head, it happens to all of us, focus on what at this moment is going to grow my business. What at this moment is going to give me that cash flow? 
One hundred percent. I love it when there's there's always so many actionable steps and things that we can do. We just don't always see them or don't want to do them, especially if it means recording ourselves or exposing a potential weakness. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you one hundred percent. I mean, because I it, believe it or not, Stacey, I still get comments that people tell me that I'm funny. I'm like, really? I don't see myself that way, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> take, it, uh, <laughs> take it and run with that. That's a good reputation, good characteristic to have. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm like, all right, that wasn't my intent. My intent wasn't to entertain you. But if you were entertained, then great. Uh, we're on <laughs> the same. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's so, right. But I definitely appreciate the, the, the depth of your knowledge and wisdom and, and for taking the time to share your knowledge, wisdom, and insight here with us today uh, at The Cashflow Diary. Well, the feeling is mutual. Thanks for trusting me with your show and your, your viewers, your listeners. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean? Well, today, it probably means you should break out that device you're listening to me on and record yourself because you know, like I know, that it's time to get this thing started. But for some of you, what it really means is get over to Stacy Hunky Incorporated. It's S-T-A-C-E-Y-H-A-N-K-E-I-N-C.com. Get on over there because you know that you need some additional support when you're making these changes, it's the support that happens after the decision that really helps you make that lasting impact. And well, now is the time. You've listened this far for a reason, and I think it's because you know you're ready for your next step. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing changes until it does. It's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.